0: One of the hardest things I need to do each and every day in preparing this radio program is making sure the stories that I share with you are both truthful and accurate. And some days it's harder than others. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So this morning was a rather typical day for me. Got up early this morning, started going through all of my emails, and believe me, there is a large quantity of email each and every day. Between the radio program, some engineering work that I still do, and ministry work for churches that I do, I get a pretty large amount, plus my personal email as well. And and I try to sort through all these news stories, and, and I try to find the ones that may be of interest to you. Something primarily, not just to anger you, but to inform you, to give you an idea of the direction in which our country, our region, and really the entire world is going, particularly the Western world. Some of the stories, yeah, they get you angry. Some of the stories, I've got to be careful because something doesn't feel right, and after time, I find out they weren't 100% accurate. In those cases i'm real glad i didn't share them and so we've been really careful about that since the beginning of this radio program you Now, someone i i knew said you need to have some more daring headlines you need to have some more you know stories that really get people's interest but you got to be careful i could do it i could give you some really great headlines to scare you but if i'm not accurate I would have a hard time living with myself. Yet today, on many of the platforms you can look at, there are many tantalizing news stories from people that do a great job in their video production or audio production, that have staff and people more than I do. Yet amazingly, oftentimes the stories they share end up not being true after all. And how they continue is beyond me. So when I share something on this radio program with you and on this podcast with you, I want you to know that I've done everything in my power to make sure that it is accurate. And and I hope you appreciate that effort. I think the radio program is going to go through some minor changes over the next several weeks. And I'm praying about it. And I hope you'll pray with me. I'd like to see us come to the next level. A while back, we I did a, did a whole radio program on what has gone on with companies like Disney. Disney of today is not the Walt Disney of my youth. It's not the Walt Disney of the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Even 1970s. And raising children and grandchildren, I felt safe buying a Disney product. But over the years, Disney has made some substantial changes. And I really think that I'm going to just come right out and say it. I think the forces of hell have infused themselves into places like Disney. They seem to attract people that are trying to groom children. They have a new movie out, and I'm trying to find out more about it. But if anything, it seems to embrace Satanism. You know, Disney once bought you children's fantasies. Now they're turning your child into demon worshippers if you're not careful. There's a new movie out, and, and they, they are embracing paganism, Luciferian witchcraft, and a whole lot more. And as we've shared with you on this program from some leaked Zoom meetings, what the real agenda is of trying to confuse your children to bring them into their very warped world. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit later this week, some of what is happening. And you go out to California, and you have a situation where where people are having to do without power for a couple of hours at a time in the evening. And this is the state that really believes that we can, you know, get rid of all of the gasoline engines and lawnmowers and anything that uses a fossil fuel. And I want to tell you something. I've done a lot of reading over the years. The word fossil fuel is phony. It's fictitious. It is something that came from basically the 1700s from Russian scientists that assumed that all that oil found near the surface of the earth were the remnants of dinosaurs from, from, you know, ages gone by. Yet we keep digging deeper and deeper, and we still continue to find oil. And we find oil wells that had gone empty back in the 70s, are are refilling in places like Pennsylvania. Apparently, it's not really a fossil fuel after all. Yet the left will use that term, fossil fuel, like they use peak oil and everything else, that it's a limited, you know, it's not going to be around. and, And here's the new one, because we keep finding more oil, now it's climate change. And climate change is going to be used against you in ways that you cannot even begin to imagine. Another quick story out of Ireland. There's a teacher that is in jail. You want to know why he's in jail? Well, in the Republic of Ireland, he was suspended from teaching and later jailed on contempt charges because he refused to address a transgender student. That's the mental illness of the day that we celebrate in this world by their preferred pronouns. Yes, the world is a sick place. Now today, my guest host, Jim Calhoun, has got his thoughts about the the speech made last week by, by President Biden. Very divisive and very angry speech.
1: And so here's Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. And it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. It seems like that from week to week, things just keep getting stranger and stranger. And I've got a lot of things I want to talk about this show, but I want to start out by telling everyone thank you again for all your support and thank you for supporting Truth to Ponder. Because I really feel that in this time period that we're going through, that we really need to have some solid foundation. We need to have some truth. Truth. We're trying to make sense out of this absolute absurdity. And I don't know anyone that does that any better than Bob Beerman. But I really think that it's getting almost out of control as far as how wild and wacky it's getting. I was always raised to give due respect to my elders because the older people had wisdom. The older people were the tried and true people. They were our teachers. But all that's out the window, too. Look at illegitimate Joe Biden. I can't respect him. I haven't respected him for years because I think he's a thief. That's just a personal opinion. But I think that he's the big guy. And I think that he gets a lot of kickbacks. I think he's a horrible human being. And I think his children are disgusting. But I think his children are disgusting because they had disgusting parents. That's my opinion, but I'm sure that history will prove me right on that because there's no way the Biden crime family is going to get away scot-free with everything they've done without at least going down in history as being the Biden crime family and this speech he gave the other night, the most divisive, horrible speech that could possibly be given by a president in history of our country. We've never had anything like this. And the backdrop featuring two Marines in full-dress uniform. He looked like a third-world dictator of a banana republic, and that whole setup looked like third-world dictatorship. And the speech matched the backdrop. The colors that they chose were not by accident. You could easily take illegitimate Joe Biden out of that picture and install Joseph Stalin in his place or Mao Zedong or Adolf Hitler or Benito Mussolini. All of them would use that same backdrop. All of them would use soldiers as props and all of them would have derisive speeches condemning their political opposition. And these idiots, and yes, I'm going to call them idiots, keep talking about our democracy we do not live in a democracy we live in a constitutional representative republic there is a huge difference there's as much difference between a democracy and a republic as there is differences between a cat and a mouse they are not the same thing and to have these politicians say that we have a democracy. Well, that's where they want it. They want it to be mob rule. They want 51% to be able to kill the other 49%. It's obvious that Joe Biden is corrupt. It's obvious he's out of control. It's obvious that everyone around him, all the people that are controlling him, it's obvious that all of this is so out of control. And what's it going to take to get it back into control? Well, I don't know. But I do suspect that the powers that be, the shadow government that's behind all of this garbage, I think they do want a war. They want to have any war. Doesn't matter if it's with China or with Russia or with Iran or with their own people. Because I really feel that we, the people, had war declared on us by Joseph Biden, the illegitimate. Corrupt politician that does not deserve my respect. And no, I'm not afraid of Joe Biden and I'm not afraid of his weaponized FBI or CIA or any of these other government organizations that have been weaponized against we the people. First of all, I'm small potatoes. They don't care what I say and they don't care about my opinion. But second of all, I don't care if they know my opinion because I'm exercising my First Amendment rights. I am a free American, and I see what's happening to my country. My beloved republic is being absolutely choked to death. It's like being in an MMA fight and having someone with a chokehold. And they're trying to choke out our representative republic. And in its place, they want to install a democracy. And I saw a meme that I really believe in. Someone said in a meme, replace the word democracy with communism every time they use it. Because that's exactly what they're doing. They're going full-bore communist. And to have illegitimate Joe Biden tell the American people that if they want to fight the United States government, they better have fighter jets. Can you believe that? There's never been as evil person in the White House. And if you take the last three Democrat administrations, the Clintons, the Obamas, and the Bidens, We've never had such corrupt politicians, not in my lifetime. I know that a lot of corruption does happen in politics, but these people have it wide open, that's how they deal. And if you want to have a direct comparison, these people are so obviously corrupt, it would be the same as a drug dealer taking out ads on television, radio, and newspaper advertising that they sell illegal drugs, because the Clintons don't care who knows how crooked they are. Neither does Biden, and neither does Obama. And guess who has to suffer through this? We the people. I don't understand how things could have got so bad unless they had help on the inside. And yes, I'm pointing a finger at the Republicans. I think the Republicans are spineless cowards. That's just my opinion. And yes, I'm a registered Republican. And I get all sorts of notices from my local Republican party wanting me to attend events and meetings. And after attending several, I've decided not to anymore. Because it seems that the Republicans are living in this bubble. They think that everything's going to be okay at the ballot box. They think that everything's going to be all right eventually. When it's Republican corrupt officials that are aiding and abetting the Democrat corrupt officials in other words they're all corruptocrats the whole system nothing but corruptocrats and so where does that leave we the people well it doesn't leave us in a very good spot when you look all over the world you see the governments with their sanctions on russia trying to punish russia in reality they're shutting their own countries off They're not shutting them down, they're shutting them off. It won't be very long before the United Kingdom, France, Germany, and all of the other European countries are flat on their back, not only down on their knees, but I'm talking down and out. It seems like these globalists want to have civil unrest all over the world. So, illegitimate Joe declares war on me and you, and then... In Europe, they shut off everyone's electricity and natural gas. And you might say, well, it's the Russians that did that. No, it's not. Russia had no problem selling their product to Europe. Europe had a problem in buying from Russia. They thought if they would quit buying from Russia, the sanctions would make Russia get out of Ukraine. They don't know politics very well. They don't know human nature very well. And they sure don't know Vladimir Putin at all. You push on that man, he pushes back. He's like a billy goat. You can't push a billy goat around. So these countries want to have these gestures that they're superior, when in fact almost all of these countries were involved in the invasion of Iraq, and they've all been complicit in arming countries around the world that shouldn't be armed with certain weapons. And so Europe kind of made their own bed, but they don't want to sleep in it. They want their citizens to sleep in the bed that the politicians made. But I really think that the higher up people that are there, I've never seen them. I don't know who they are, but it's obvious that there's a group of people that are controlling these puppets that call themselves prime ministers and presidents all around the world. These people will not stop until there's massive unrest And so every region in the world is getting drought, famine, energy shortages, supply issues, economic collapse, food facilities being burned and vandalized, power outages. They're using everything that they can to try to make we the people, and I'm talking about worldwide, revolt, and so they can step in and do what they want to do. And I think that it's rather interesting that almost everyone that they are finding out that is corrupt and doing things that are against their own people, the vast majority are pedophiles. Now, when I first started hearing about pedophiles, I thought, well, no, probably not. Probably just a slander. But time after time after time, they're finding all these evil people are pedophiles. Lots of politicians are pedophiles. Lots of the people in high finance and in big corporations at the top levels are pedophiles. And I remember getting the milk cartons that had the children's pictures on the milk cartons. Thousands and thousands of children were being abducted, and they weren't being found. Yet every time you went and got milk, you saw more faces on the milk carton. And I always wondered, what happened to these kids? Are there that many evil people that are roaming around trying to kidnap kids? Well, the answer is obviously yes, because they were definitely kidnapped. But I had no idea that there was a business. There was human trafficking taking place. And so someone that wanted to sell someone for, let's say, $10,000, all they'd have to do is snatch some little kid off the street and sell that child to a pedophile. It's disgusting. But that's why there's so many missing children. And so we have all these people in high places that are protecting this. And if you think I'm stretching it, just look at the southern border. There's report after report, and I've seen videos, of children who are obviously not the children of the illegals coming across. You might have Hispanics coming across the border with blonde-haired, blue-eyed children that obviously aren't theirs. And then you have people going to the border and they're just putting these children in people's cars. They're not documenting anything and these cars are simply driving away with these children. And then in some states, they're trying to make it to where you can kill your baby the way I gather up to 30 days after it's born and still call that an abortion. This world is getting beyond evil. We're fighting against the spiritual realm here. And it seems to me they're not making any pretense of their motives, what they're going to do, their plans. It seems like that you and me, if we're what I would consider an average American, they want to put us on the endangered species list. They would rather have us be conquered subjects. And the United States government has fallen because it's full of these corruptocrats. And nobody has the guts to come out and call it like it is as far as the politicians. They all want to get along with the people across the aisle. Well, the people across the aisle are the same people as the people on the other side of the aisle. They're all cut out of the same cloth. Maybe they're dyed different colors, one's red and one's blue, but they're cut out of the same cloth, and they both want the same thing. Money, power, it's total greed at the expense of the American people, and to have illegitimate Joe get up there and be pompous and arrogant, and he thinks he's a tough guy. The guy's a wimp. He's an absolute wimp. He's the type of guy that would go make friends with the biggest guy in school, and then go pick fights with people and expect his friend to come fight his fights for him. Joe Biden's a wimp. He's a coward. He's an evil man. And I don't know what they have in store for the midterms, but I am going to vote. But I'm going to tell you this, I really don't think it's going to do any good. I think before the midterms happen, there's going to be so many things hit this world as far as false flags and just more stupidity. There's lots at stake here. If the world knew just how evil and corrupt their governments were, and just how many people that the governments have killed as far as sending them to fight in illegal wars and people who have been taxed out of existence, people who have been charged with crimes and people who have been held without bail, without any charge, held as political prisoners worldwide. Now it's happening in the United States. If people knew how evil their so-called leadership is, I don't think there would be one government in the entire planet that would be able to stand. I think they would all collapse. They would all fall if everyone knew all the shenanigans that are taking place against their own people. So I think this speech by Joe Biden was disgusting. And there's an old saying that goes, you better be smiling when you say that. In other words, it better be in jest. Well, illegitimate Joe was not joking. Whoever wrote the speech for him truly feels that way, and illegitimate Joe feels that way too. Illegitimate Joe would be for anything that's going to put money in his pocket. If you gave him billions of dollars to come out and be against abortion, sure he'd do it. And if you gave him another billion to come out for abortion, he'd flip-flop on a dime. The man has no soul. He has no rudder. The only thing he cares about is being the big guy and getting his money. And I know lots of people that really respect people that have money. People look at Bill Gates and George Soros and all these people and they think, wow, these guys are rich. That's great. I've been around a lot of people that seem to worship other people that have money, thinking that this person must be so smart or so good to be able to get all that money. But I have finally hit the age where I can kind of see what's going on. But it's taken me a long time. But I think that I have it figured out, at least in my mind, where it makes sense. A lot of these people that make lots of money get it in a very shady way. They steal it. They extort it. They blackmail. They do insider trading. I respect people that have money, but I don't respect them because they have money. I respect the ones that worked hard and played by the rules. Those people generally don't have money, though. Have you noticed that? The harder you work, the more you seem to go the other direction, whereas these other people seem to skate around the world in their private jets. And What it amounts to is that we are being farmed as a bunch of cattle, and if you play by the rules and you do everything correctly, well, then you're punished for that by not truly ever getting ahead. It's like the old Tennessee Ernie Ford song, 16 tons. You load 16 tons, and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. And that's how the politicians want us, both Republican and Democrat. And I'm really sick of the fact that you have people that stand up for these politicians. And people that say, well, the other guy does that, but my guy doesn't. My congressman's good. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Your congressman probably isn't near as good as you think they are. And I know they're not as good as they think they are. And I would imagine several of them do think they're gods. They think they're above the law. They think they're above we the people. And we the people created the government. The government is, as created, us, not them. They were put there as representatives of us. We're not put here to bow and scrape to them. But we don't live in a sane world. And so that logic doesn't make any sense to these people. And so as the midterms come around, I'm wondering if they're even going to let them take place. Because things are getting fast and furious as far as world events. There's things being said that can't be unsaid. There's things being done that can't be undone. And so I really think that our time to prepare is at an end And if you've heard all the warnings for the last year and a half or two years, and you might say, well, I'm sick of all these warnings, nothing happens, nothing ever is going to happen, it's all a bunch of bluster, it's all a bunch of fear-mongering, the world's going to be just fine, everybody's going to be okay. If that's your attitude, I wish you lots of luck. Because you've heard of the proverbial calm before the storm, we're in that phase right now. But that phase is almost over. You have the United States fighting Russia in a proxy war, and the United States is losing. And I just hate that our brave young men and women are being used, not only as cannon fodder, but they're being used to make these corruptocrats richer. And so you can bury your son or bury your daughter and to hand you a folded flag, But do these politicians really care? Do their sons and daughters get put on the front lines? Do they even serve? So we're really out of whack. And that speech that illegitimate Joe gave was the icing on the cake as far as his presidency. I hope that he goes down as the worst president in the history of the United States. And I lived through several really bad ones. Jimmy Carter. Gerald Ford, Bill Clinton, both Bushes, Obama, President Johnson, we've had some really awful presidents, but none of them were as evil or corrupt as Joe Biden. And on the other side of the break, I'll pick up where I left off.
0: Thank you, Jim, for helping me out once again this week here for the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And you are correct, Joe Biden has been in politics for a long, long time, about a half century, according to my calculations, or just about. He's done very well for himself financially, which I find deeply concerning. How does somebody on a senator's salary become as wealthy as he has apparently become? Good question. Right now, I just want to take a moment, give you a couple of updates we are still using, for just a little while longer, our mail forwarding service, and we'll be giving you a new address by the end of this week, probably sometime early next week. And But don't worry, if you've mailed something to the old address, it'll still be catching up with us for a good month. So it's not going to be an issue if you're still using it. I'll still be giving it today, and uh, but later this week or the first of the week, We're going to be getting a permanent address set up, and I think it'll be a great help for the ministry. Every day we put this radio program together. I don't have the advantage that a lot of other programs have. There's no big staff. I don't have a a regular co-host to help share the load every day of the week. I don't have a producer, I don't have an engineer, I don't have somebody trying to contact radio stations to see if some may be willing to carry the program or trying to negotiate a rate that we could afford to be on those stations. It has been a a one-man operation since the beginning. Would I love some help? Yeah. Could I use it? You bet and part of me really believes that the program should continue long after i decide to retire somewhere down the road oh i'd like to hang in here for a number of years if if the lord lets me and he doesn't return so keep it in prayer if you believe in our ministry and the work that we're doing and i want to thank so many of you that do and as we're coming out of this summer lull things are beginning to get better and i thank you so much i also noticed the program picking up traction and growing in canada and i'm thankful for that as well if you want to contact me personally you can always use my direct email address which is bob at truth the number two ponder.com that is bob at truth the number two ponder.com the website truth the number two ponder.com you can support us from there and find out more about the program and all the various ways we currently have to listen. And if you feel so moved, would you consider supporting us financially by making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248-5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248 Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536, that's Crestview, Florida. 32536. This is Truth to
2: Ponder with Bob Bierman Blotting out the blotted out. Coming up. Shalom alachem. This is the nice Jewish boy. Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. On receiving a special free gift you're gonna get and love in a moment. At the end of Exodus, well, at the end of chapter 17, the first battle that Israel ever fought, and it was against the Amalekites or Amalek. And at the end of it, God says an interesting thing. He says, he says, I will blot out the name of Amalek. I will blot out him. He will not be remembered anymore. But then it says that I'll be at war against Amalek from generation to generation. Now, if the enemy of Israel here Amalek or the Amalekites, if they're blotted out, how can God keep fighting them? Or how can God's people keep warring against them if they're already blotted out? They're a blotted out enemy. How can we blot out what's already blotted out? Well, that's the key. God fights a blotted out enemy. That's the key to fighting your fight and having victory in your life. You see, you're fighting an enemy that's blotted out. You see, we act as if we're fighting an enemy that's not blotted out. But that's the whole point. In Messiah, in the cross, in atonement, it's a finished battle. It's The enemy is defeated. It's a finished work. The enemy's blotted out. He he doesn't look like it. That's the whole key. That's faith there. You need faith. The old sin doesn't look defeated yet. It's raging, but it's blotted out already. That's the the whole point. You know, you will win the fight, but you got to fight a fought enemy. Win a battle that's already won. That's the key. Fight a fought battle in his strength. You see, you live on the winning side. See, in the cross, it's already blotted out. Fight and blot out your enemy, your sin, which is already blotted out. Want more? Ask for Jehovah Nisi on CD. Now, how'd you like to be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive? It'll leave tall buildings in a single bound. Well, you can. Sapphires, the super spiritual supplement to help you become super in God, plus the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, all free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember, Jesus is really renamed Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples on every uh, continent and nation and nation. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. Shortwave radio. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll touch the world. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or well, write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 076-44. It's The Nice Jewish Boy, 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying shalom Aleichem. peace be to you, my friend, and win your battle in... Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner.
1: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun, sitting in today for Bob Beerman, and I'm really glad to be able to help him out, as Bob Bearman has lots of things going on, and he seems to be one busy guy. So, And, of course, I stay busy as well, but I really do enjoy helping Bob out. The first half of the show, I was talking about Joe Biden's ill-advised speech. And what I mean by ill-advised is... No president, no matter what party they're from, no matter what era in which they're president, no president should come out with rhetoric like that, ever. As a matter of fact, no mayor of any city or police chief or even a dog catcher wouldn't come out with something as derisive as illegitimate Joe Biden. And so the real question is, is what do we do about this? Well, another question is, what can we do about it? It seems like that if we take to the streets and complain and protest, they're just going to call us insurrectionists or terrorists. And so the powers that be, the globalists, the illegitimate, unelected people, are actually taking away all peaceful ways to resolve problems. Because if you peacefully go protest... But then you're accused of being an insurrectionist or being a terrorist by simply exercising your rights as an American citizen to address grievances through different protests and free speech, to be able to address your grievances by free speech and by protesting. They're shutting that down. And so they're making it to where people are going to be afraid to protest or afraid to speak up and use their First Amendment rights. And that's when things get really dicey. Because just like a pressure cooker, if it doesn't have a pressure relief valve, it'll blow up if you turn the heat up too high. Well, the pressure relief valve for society is our ability to speak our mind and to protest. And they're taking that away, unless you're part of Black Lives Matter or Antifa or or if you want to murder babies or that kind of thing. If you want to go out and tear up stores and loot. As long as you're advancing the cause of socialism and communism and anarchy, well, that's okay. Then you get bailed out of jail by Vice President Harris. She'll make sure you get out of jail so you can go do it again. But if you're an average American citizen, you're standing on a public sidewalk holding a sign or a flag, you're likely to be thrown in jail. And, you know, I really think that it's getting that bad. And so I really do think it does matter where you live. Now where I live, I think you could hold the United States flag anywhere and speak your mind and you'll be fine. But if you go to the larger cities and you try to do the same thing, you're liable to be attacked. And the people that would attack you, for some reason, think that the people that are trying to save our republic are the bad guys. We're the ones keeping them from getting a job. We're the ones keeping them from having a house. We're the ones keeping them from having a car. Somehow, the leftists and the communists have been able to indoctrinate and brainwash these people in the cities to think that all of their problems are because of average Americans. Of course, they won't say average Americans. They'll say evil white people, that everybody that's not white would have everything just perfect if it wasn't for those evil white people. And you have corporations such as Coca-Cola and other major corporations that are doing their best to stamp out whiteness. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to try to stamp out Coca-Cola. I'm never going to buy any of their products ever again or any of these or products from any of these other companies that support all the anarchy or or are racist. And the textbook definition of racist is when you put one race above another, mainly your race above other races. And right now White people are being discriminated against horribly. And there are very racist things happening to white people all over the world. But yet somehow the powers that be think that all white people deserve it. You know, if I said that all white people did this or all black people did that or all brown people did the other thing, you know how stupid that sounds? Because there are good people and bad people, rich people and poor people, Helpful people and disruptive people. All kinds of people, no matter what color their skin is. No matter where they were born. No matter their nationality. There are good, wonderful people everywhere. And there's absolutely human garbage everywhere as well. And so to say that all white people are fill in the blank is an absolute racist statement. And it's not true. So not only do we have political upheaval, We have social upheaval, and it's all planned, just like the political mess. The social justice warriors that don't care anything about justice, all they want to do is shout and yell and demean and bully, and I can't believe some of these videos where you have some insane person screeching at the top of their lungs. It's someone who is minding their own business. Maybe they're just having supper. Maybe they're just at a cafe getting a bite to eat, and you have these activists that are screeching at them and yelling at them and calling the people who are being attacked Nazis, and also these people attacking the others that are just quietly trying to have dinner. I've seen some videos where they're screeching that they're the problem of the world. Everything is wrong because of them, and everything's their fault, and these people who are just screeching, they're just absolutely insane. They have no clue what they're protesting about, against, or for. All they know is that they're unhappy. And so they see someone that's calm and rational. And automatically, they're racist, xenophobic, homophobic, just fill in the blank. Whatever derogatory thing that they can pin on you, they will. And so we have a whole bunch of people who have been just totally brainwashed out there. But what really has me worried about the whole thing is the amount of people that actually think that their side should start destroying the other side, not only their careers and their property, but also there are people actively calling for killing people that disagree with them. And even the press secretary in the White House said that people that don't agree with them, that aren't mainstream, of course, they're mainstream because everything they say is perfect, or you're part of the problem. And so we have an awful lot of immaturity, an awful lot of stupidity coming out of the White House and government in general. And then this raid on Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, that gets more ridiculous the more you find out about what they took and why they were there and how they did their raid we very much have a weaponized government right now and so if you stand up for let's say a government agency let's say FBI let's say that you're proud of the FBI and you're standing up for the FBI well first of all the FBI does not have a very good track record or history but you might say well I'm for the agents in the field well the agents in the field are following orders from corrupt leaders You might say, well, they want to keep their job. Well, I understand that, and I guess that's why I don't have very much money. But I would resign from such a job. I don't care how much money I was making. I don't care how high up I was. If I got an order that I thought was illegal, I'd walk. I'd be out of there. And it seems to me that if we do have any honest FBI people out there, they probably have all resigned. And we're left with... All sorts of people in law enforcement who are, let's say, on the side of Antifa and use those kind of tactics. I watched a video of a young Asian man who was beaten almost to death because of a road rage incident in which the people who were mad at him claimed that he cut him off in traffic. And so he was chased down by a motorcycle gang. And as they pinned him in, he tried to get away because he was afraid for his life, and he ran over one of the motorcyclists. Well, the motorcyclists didn't give up, and they finally pinned him in. They pulled him out of his car, and they beat him severely. Well, they caught most of these motorcyclists because they were at fault all the way through, and they prosecuted quite a few of them. What's really sad is that among these motorcyclists who beat this motorist were several police officers who were off-duty. And so we have off-duty cops going out, pulling people out of their cars and beating them. Now, what kind of person is that? You tell me. And I know that might not be the norm, but it is out there. And there are some people who are saying, defund the FBI. Well, I don't think we should defund them at all. I think we should just abolish it. Because the FBI, as constituted right now, is very much weaponized. And of course, when J. Edgar Hoover was in charge, it was very weaponized as well. And so that organization has a history of being weaponized and used against American people. I don't know what it's going to take to wake up the American population. I really don't. All I know is that when I'm on this program or I host my own program, I try to wake people up as much as I can. I just think it's time for all Americans to see the situation that is not what they want it to be or what it used to be. I've hit the age where I can sit here and reminisce about the good old days and times that were simpler, where people were more civil. But yet, there were still wars, there was still crime, there was still murder. There was still all these things we have today. It just wasn't near as prevalent. But right now, crime is going through the roof all across the United States. And I just saw that Portland, Oregon has a 207% increase in homicides this year. And so we have major cities that are absolutely lost. And now we have some of the smaller cities, even though Portland still is a very big city. But it's not Chicago, Los Angeles, or New York. But yet, Portland is turning into one of the deadliest cities in the country. Then, if you want to throw in Baltimore and Chicago and There's an awful lot of bad things happening. And I don't see any way that it's going to ever be fixed through a ballot box. Because in all these blue states, the Democrats own the political machine. They own the whole process. They'll do what they want. They'll cheat. They'll make up votes. They'll have dead people voting. They'll just out and out steal any election they want to steal. And so you're not going to see a patriotic conservative as a governor of New York, or mayor of New York City, or Chicago, or Los Angeles. And I don't think it would matter if 100% of the population of New York voted against a candidate that the establishment wanted in. They would just manufacture what they needed, post that that person had won when they really didn't. Now, I know I'm making some accusations here, but the political machines in Chicago and New York and Philadelphia all across the United States and also in Phoenix they're broken beyond repair and so what do you do do you take to the streets start protesting under the threat of being arrested as a terrorist well I don't think protesting does any good anyway because all it does is expose to the people you're protesting against who their enemies are and who to concentrate on and I used to contact my officials that represented me, my senators, and my congressmen, but not anymore. As a matter of fact, I drove 350 miles to meet with my state representative several years back, and this person claimed to be a pro-life Republican, and the reason I drove there was to talk about ending abortion in the state of Nebraska. And the song and dance that I got from this man was amazing. He could talk out of both sides of his mouth at once, and in the end, although he claimed to be pro-life, he was trying to belittle me because he kept throwing up the death penalty question. Well, how do you feel about the death penalty? And I said, well, I am for capital punishment in certain instances. And he said, well, then you have no credibility to talk against abortion. And this guy said he was against abortion. Well, I knew right then that that was a lie. And so I explained to him that one person was guilty and had free will and a choice, and the other person was totally innocent, was just executed. I said, there's a huge difference there. Well, he didn't see that. And when it came time to vote, even though he was put in to try to stop abortion in this state, when it came up to a vote, he voted with the abortionists. Needless to say, that he didn't last very long and he was voted out because he was just a state representative. He wasn't a bigwig. But the bigwigs, they have all the money and power behind them. So how do you vote them out? I don't know. So usually when I come on Truth to Ponder, I have some solutions I like to talk about and I try to come up with some ideas. And I really don't have any idea on this one. Now, I know a lot of people say that the only way we're going to get our rights back all the way and get our country back is by exercising the Second Amendment. While I do understand that way of thinking, I don't see that working either. Because I feel that the people in power are really asking for that right now. I think they really want to see we the people rise up in a real insurrection. I think we're being baited. I think it's a trap, and I think that if we don't take the bait, they're going to dress someone up as a Trump supporter or a Republican, and they're going to do a false flag, and I don't think that's extreme at all in thinking that way, because the Democrats and the Republicans have proven that if their lips are moving, they're lying, and I have faith in neither, and I have no faith in the ballot box, even though I am in a vote. But I'm only voting because I think that there's a 1% or 2% chance my vote might actually count. But I know in the 2020 election, millions of Americans had their votes not counted. And so why go through the time and the money and the hoopla and everything on elections when it's all rigged? And so, yes, you can call me cynical, and I would agree with you. I'm cynical on certain things. And I do believe that our best days as a nation as founded are probably behind us, not from a national point of view, but a societal point of view. I don't see our society able to recover from the way that's been dumbed down and the way that people are not trained, not trained to be civil. They're not trained to use the golden rule. People are just out for themselves what they can get, and get quick, that fast buck. They don't care how they get it, they just want it. And so the United States has almost become a land of predators. You have people that are hacking websites and trying to get in and steal your passwords and things to get in your bank accounts, so cybercrime is through the roof. And you have people that are just trying to feed their families working at, let's say, a fast food restaurant or a gas station. And you have armed gunmen come in and threaten to shoot them or pistol whip them. Sometimes they do shoot them. And it seems like that we have a protected class of criminal right now. If the suspect is a white male, the news media has absolutely no problem describing the person that did the crime is a white male, and given a description. But I've noticed that if it's not a white male, oftentimes. The perpetrator of the crime, his description or her description, is never used. Several years ago, this fellow named Edwards was running for the Democratic nomination for president. He didn't last very long because he was openly corrupt and he got caught pretty easy. But in his campaign speeches, he would talk about two Americas. Well, I think that in some ways he was right. There are two Americas. He was talking about the haves and have-nots. But there's more than two Americas. There's multiple Americas. The legal system, because it's not a justice system, only works for or against certain people. If your name is Joe Blow and you're caught going 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, you're going to get written up. If your last name is Pelosi and you're driving drunk, you'll probably get a pass. If you try to embezzle money out of a bank and your name is Joe Blow, you're going to the pen. If your name is Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton, then you can probably get away with anything in Washington, D.C., and probably anywhere in the world. So I really don't know what we're going to do, folks, to get this situation under control. I know that violence is not the answer because violence is always treated with other violence. And I realize that people are getting more frustrated every day. And also people are getting more depressed every day. And we're in this holding pattern. We're just circling, just circling the drain. And there's other people thinking, well, if we just sit back and wait it out, everything will run its course. And then we can pick up the pieces. I understand that way of thinking too. All I know is that we need to be in prayer I know that sounds like a very simple solution, but I think it's the only one. Because do you honestly see anybody in government or anyone outside of government, you see any man or woman in this world having the power and ability to right everything that's wrong? Well, I don't. And you have the Pope, who, in my opinion, is also a corrupt politician, is now claiming that we've started World War III. And this particular Pope has come out with so many divisive comments himself that he's almost like in lockstep with illegitimate Joe Biden, because both of them seem to be trying to tear everything down, everything around them. So I think our best solution happens to be our only solution, and that's prayer. I really think that we need to be in prayer for our country, in prayer for our people, in prayer for the entire world. Because I think that time is getting very short before somebody does something really stupid. Illegitimate Joe does something stupid about once a week, trying to fan the flames. They either poke us in the eye or they poke the bear or poke the dragon. And this Joe Biden guy, he seems to be a braggart. He's pretty proud of himself. I doubt if he's done an honest day's work in his life. And I think he's beyond demented. I think he's evil and warped. And he has no business being in a government position on any level. So I think we need prayer warriors, and lots of them. And we need to understand that we need to pray in earnest, and pray with the expectations that our prayers will be heard and answered. The world has turned away from Almighty God. And every time that happens, things get really rough all throughout the world. And I think that we're at that point right now. And so if you haven't prepared, I think you've only got maybe 30 to 60 days of a small little window that you might be able to sneak through and prepare a little bit. And the only reason you'd have any chance at all is that the fact that there are so many people who are asleep right now that no matter what I say or Bob Behrman says or anybody says, these people are not going to wake up. They would rather live in their fantasy world that everything is perfect. And everything's going to be fine. And I wish I was part of that fantasy world in a way, because I'm sure they sleep better than I do. But the things that I have to research show me that by human nature alone, the things are about to get real rough. And so, in closing, I think we all need to pray, whether in groups or as an individual. Just pray. It was a real pleasure today to come on to Truth to Ponder. I only wish that I could talk about happy things and fun things, because that's who I really am. I don't like talking about gloom and doom and destruction, but I also know that if I woke one person up to keep them from harm, then I've done my job. I think we all need to be Paul Revere's here, and we all need to sound the alarm that things are not right and they're getting worse. So again, the power of prayer is our best and only option. If you would like to support Truth to Ponder, you can do so electronically by going to the website truth.thenumber2ponder.com and then go to the support tab, click it. Then you can choose the way you want to electronically support this program. But if you'd like to send a check or money order the old-fashioned way by mail, you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio. And you would mail to Truth2Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, 3248, Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536 again thanks for listening and until next time stay strong stay alert stay in prayer but most of all replace fear with faith this has been truth to ponder
0: with bob beerman to find out more visit our website truth the number two and the word ponder.com that's truth the number two ponder.com